Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I'm speaking about, well, my travels and traveling during COVID and how things went and how you too can travel during COVID well in these most uncertain times. Uh, I hope you're safe and sound during this Omicron uh, Decepticon era of uh, COVID-19 variants. Uh, I also hope that you and your family uh, are spending a nice Christmas together. I'm a very Christmassy person. I am also someone who uh, is basically Buddy the Elf and incarnated through my father and also through uh, the Christmas spirit. Uh, for those who don't know, my dad looks like a uh, basically a duplicate of uh, Will... <laughs> Uh, and it's 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 kind of madness of but the buddy elf uh, comparison of the two of them. So it gets me very much in the in the Christmas spirit. He hates that comparison. So hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's true, and you know it is. Anyway, moving on to the 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 juice, the meat of the podcast is something that I found, and this is probably I should get this piece of information out the way. Is how to, how to put this, there's no other way to put it. You have to have money to travel during the COVID-19. There's no other easy way to say it. It's it's like when you're trying to whack up miles on a, a plane, for instance, mile, you know, the, the plane mileage, when you're trying to get those extra points or credit card numbers. In order to be able to get those numbers in the first place, you have to have either the credit card to do so, or you have to be traveling a lot to be able to obtain those benefits. It's the same with COVID-19 at the moment, uh, except you have to have the money to do so in the minute. In the minute. So a little serious, breaking it down for you. Before you, for instance, when I went to Geneva and before I go on my travels uh, to basically, I'm hoping the US to start off with, it was going to be Australia. Uh, however, uh, Australia still has the quarantine conditions that are going on at the moment, which kind of have put me off a little bit because of the price of money. The quarantine 14 days with a, a uh, hotel is still implemented in each state of Australia and it costs around the same amount as you getting a plane ticket out there, which is madness. Uh, and I cannot justify that to myself. Which, if you are a traveler as well, you know, there is the thought process of, yes, it's nice, but it's not that nice. <laughs> and with let's say you're going to Europe even in Europe at the moment you still have to get a PCR test so the first thing you do is you get the PCR test that's going to cost you 70 quid right there to be able to get the P PCR test you have to go and get it tested in person or take one at home if you want to do the home kit it's exact same price as getting it done in person uh, the home kit is going to take a day longer probably because you have to uh, if you don't get it out on a priority uh, post box uh, then you are going to miss out on, for instance, if you've got a flight the next day, you may not get those results in time. For instance, in my case, I was lucky. I did the test in person the day before my flight, and I got the results the next day by at 3 o'clock. And they said they'd guarantee those results by 10 o'clock that day. So I played it pretty close to the edge, seeing as my flight was at 6 in the evening. Uh, but I was willing to take that risk. Uh, I thought that at the time... It was a risk I was willing to take, seeing as I had travel insurance and all of these other things. Plus, I didn't have any uh, sort of COVID issues or any sort of symptoms of any kind, uh, and I didn't have anything to worry about along the way. I feel that because I look after myself and I take lots of vitamins, I eat healthy, and I exercise, the 
likelihood of me getting COVID in the first place is very minimal. Also, because I'm based out in a remote area of the country, the likelihood of me coming into contact with people is very minimum as well. So there is that. I'm not in London. Being in London probably spikes up your chances of getting Omicron a, a lot higher than those. Um, the, the main thing here is that you start with that £70 with the PCR test. I'll talk about the conditions of those PC, PCR tests in a minute. Uh, with the PCR test, you've got the £70 then, for instance, in my case, I paid to stay in a hotel the night, the, the, that night. That's a choice, by the way. You don't have to do that. I did it because the test site was at Gatwick and it made it easier for me to travel to the airport via train, get there, do the test, stay overnight, next day, then it's easy and relaxed. You can take off that 85 quid because in my case, I did that. That was a personal choice. But you still have that 70 quid of the PCR test. Then you get to your country. In Geneva, for instance, if you stay for more than four days, you have to do another test there, which is going to cost you a minimum of £40. Uh, so if you stay more than four days, you're going to have to pay that. And then if you want to go back to the UK after that, you're going to pay a minimum of 40 quid again for an antigen test. And then you're going to pay another 69 quid for a PCR home test as well. <laughs> So you can see how this is uh, quickly and very easily whacking up the the sort of price for, for travellers. And so you've got that 140 quid in the first place just from the two PCR tests. And then you've got another 80 quid depending on how far, you know, how many days you're staying in that country for. for let's say if you're just doing, in my case, you're doing a four day trip or a five, you know, whatever you want to call it, four, four days, five nights, whatever. And you... You do that, you're looking at around, you know, 180, uh, but 180 quid on top of, you know, your flights, your hostel, or your or your hotel, or and then your food and your stuff there, it adds up very quickly. And I cannot, I'm not going to try and sell it to you that um, you're going to be finding it cheap. I think it's only going to get a little bit worse, actually, when it comes down to traveling. I think they're trying to maintain a uh, level of <sighs> trying to maintain people from not traveling, actually. I mean, I was in the south terminal of Gatwick and it was a bloody ghost town. You could have found dead bodies in there because it was like a graveyard. There was nothing in there. There was like people like scurrying about. I swear I could have heard, if I'd started shouting, I could have created a massive echo going on just like talking to myself from one side of the bloody airport to the other. I mean, obviously the flights aren't going on in the South Terminal and that's why it is mainly empty, but that's crazy. I'm so used to the pre-pandemic South Terminals going on. You've got flights going there. You've got people buzzing about, but even in the North Terminal, it's it was still relatively calm. It wasn't as busy um, as I'm used to. It was, there was still relatively good travel going on. Um, it's... It was just it worries me a little bit because number one, the travel industry is going to take a massive hit again because I'm Omicron. The fear around Omicron, um, getting COVID as well. I have seen more people are getting it because of the spreadability, uh, and people are just worried. People are worried that they're not going to be able to do things and be able to see people. But I think actually it's just stopping people from wanting to leave the houses in the first place. Um, and I would actually say, I'm going to set start off by saying, don't be too worried. Yes, it is a fear. If you do all the right things, you follow the measures, you can travel. Again, if you've got the money, you can travel. 
they are just putting these barriers in vaccination traveling you know pcr tests in there it's one barrier after another but once you get past all those barriers it's like nothing's changed you are just going on a holiday again you are enjoying that relaxation you are enjoying what you're there to do uh, for me being in geneva was brilliant because it was a breath of fresh air of a really new place i hadn't been there before i thought i had uh when i was younger at 18 i'd actually been to montreux and not to geneva and just not realized it at the time i know how do you mix the two up uh, i was told one thing and, and saw another it doesn't matter but the point being is that i was it was great it was a new place and a, a new way of life and i got to practice my french and uh, I, I try my best in that scenario and uh, again being able to just you know do the simple things like asking for food and saying hello and really enjoying the process of going about somewhere that doesn't just speak English is great it's a real challenger for you and even if you're tired you still have to be in that mindset of oh I'm going to try and communicate today uh, and you know generally have a general gist of of what it's going to be like and i i think geneva's great i think it's a, a beautiful town um it is a town it's not really a city to me because it is you can get about it in a day or two you can go around the entire place uh, and see the entire city uh within one or two days and, and really get the gist of of the mapping uh, and for me personally once i've memorized the place i don't forget it so for instance if i was to take my family back there today i'd be able to take them around the town very easily and very quickly because i'm because i've mapped it out it's the same with most of the places i've visited it's a, you know i really am grateful for the fact that i am able to map out these things in my mind and be able to really um enjoy a place because i've got to know it through its characteristics and it's yeah i mean in geneva it's like that gothic look it's got that really dark but also gray area but then when it's sunsets coming down it's got almost a misty pink vibe to it so it changes um i love a city with a uh, multiple personalities in it it's so different uh, when i look at the cities of, of england in comparison uh, and i think it's because it's got that germanic french uh, inheritance to it and it's got both of the sides and you can see that in the architecture and the the food and the language and the the people and 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 the sort of uh, the fact that shops are closed on Sundays. I mean, I went over a lot of this with the, in my previous podcast uh, with Noshin, and I really felt that we we tackled merely the surface, but it really gave a, a really good gist of there's some real benefits in being a European uh, country in comparison to being in the United Kingdom, and I'm really looking forward to uh, hopefully. Uh, traveling a little bit more over 2022 let's see what happens we'll see how omicron decides things because i think some things are just out of our hands a lot of people get stressed about that uh, my main goal and i think many people hear this in life is that if you can't control it don't worry about it tick it off move on do what you can and that's it and from there you can start to take into account. So once you take the PCR tests in, once you take the antigen tests, let's talk about the process, the whole thing. Once you get in, what's it like? I mean, is it a dungeon, Chris, you may be asking? Are they chaining people to the wall? Are they whipping them and telling them the PCR test isn't done yet? Well, the answer is no. The answer is not like that. And they don't have it. Well, I did see one granny fall over and they did stick a tube down her mouth in order to be able to obtain the, the, the right samples and really get in there and really just go to, we, we found the we found the Omicron, we found it, get her. No, they didn't really do that. But 
uh no they're fantastic i again i don't want to scare anyone the express testing that i did at, at gatwick was fantastic they did um <laughs> they did sanitize everything was clean they're very good at what they're doing this it's one after another you're dealt with a one-on-one -on -one with a lovely nurse or or, or a person who's uh providing you with the mouth swab and they put it up your nose and they're very gentle they are not someone actually i did make the remark to the lady that she did it better than my home swab of what i was doing to myself basically so i was just i realized how, how um savage i was being towards myself uh, after having her uh, swab and I, I felt like oh no that's how you're meant to do it and that what have I been doing to myself this entire time just destroying my nostril <laughs> might have been just like sniffing coke up on the side um but yeah they're fan it's really easy process if you're afraid of the PCR test one thing I did realize is that the PCR test is exactly the same as the at-home antigen test that you do in the UK so those little um at home tests that you get from the government. I don't know if you guys have uh, done them in the UK, we can get them for free. I've had them before where I've tested myself to make sure I'm negative before I go see friends or whoever, just to make, you know, as a nice little added bonus. But I didn't realize they're very similar. The only difference between a PCR test and a antigen test in the case of the at home ones is that you send it off to a laboratory to have examined and be a little bit more accurate. To me, that, I mean, it annoyed me a little bit, I'm not going to lie, uh, because it felt it felt to me that, you know, I was being ripped off just a little bit, knowing that the free tests were at home and that I was paying £70 just to have that verified by a external third-party body uh, rather than, you know, have them you know do one at home and then just show people that I've, i'm negative but i understand that there's the the whole debacle of not being able to verify how accurate the test you've taken is in comparison to the one that's done that's verified by the third party body let's hope that i'm being a little bit stingy and with my money and i i, I probably am but at the end of the day 70 quid 70 quid and and then i realized when i went to geneva and i was i was in switzerland and the swiss governing body of m3 which were the guys doing the who are the third party body for the geneva area who do the testing they um when they're doing the antigen test just do the nostril which i was i was strange i was like oh okay just just that and then you put it in the little square thingamajig covid test and see <laughs> whether it's working or not and I was kind of taken aback. I was like, oh, okay. And they say, oh yeah, just wait here for 15 minutes just to make sure that the test is done. I'm like, 15 minutes, 15 minutes? I'm used to waiting for 30 to two. What, what does it say in the UK one? I'm just sat there like, these time accuracies, they're all over the place. They're just like, they're just throwing them around like numbers. They're just sort of like, we'll just pick a bloody number out the air. We'll just say whatever you want. You're what, you'll stand there for however much time you can waste. <laughs> is uh, you know that's probably i'm overreacting a little bit but nonetheless i kind of kind of find it funny how there's a discrepancy between the, the different times that are written down on the formal pieces of paper in comparison to what different countries do or different governing bodies offer but yeah i hope i'm getting across that the processes themselves are pretty simple it's just the cost that puts people off i think i think once you actually do it i think for me because of my location, it makes it that much harder for me to get to a PCR test and get tested 
which is annoying. But I know down the road in Bristol, they've got one there in the city centre. I know that they've got them in Reading. I know that they've got them in the majority of the major cities in the country. And I mean, you know, if you can get to them, then it's really easy for you. However, if you can't, you have to get, like me, you have to like get there, get the test. And if you're not going on your flight the next day, you're gonna have to come all the way back to your home and that's like, you know, you're paying extra for this. And if you don't do the PCR test at home and you don't have the time, again, there's lots of varying factors which creates this anxiety around travel. Uh, for me, I was thinking to myself, well, there's like, you know, four different steps here that could fail. And let's say the PCR test fails, I get positive. That means I can't get on my flight. I have to cancel everything and then hope that my money gets returned to me. And you know all of these things, and even when you take the PCR test, let's say you get it comes back positive, you're not getting your money back for it coming back positive. You know that PCR test is paid for. That's it done. Uh, and if it comes back uh, and it's unclear, they'll want to do another one, and you have to pay for another one. You see what I mean? This can, these things add up one after another. So although the process is easy, there are so many extra factors that put you off this little bit. So I th I'm hoping that as I do this more and more, it will become easier and easier and I will become less stressed uh, about the whole situation. Uh, either that or I will test positive one time and it will be, <laughs> I will just be constantly worried that I'm gonna test positive again. Uh, anyway, so let's, let's have, you know, we've talked, I've talked about the process. I think putting that aside, it is simple. Once you've done it, you've done it once, you can do it again. Find your, find your center. Go there, pay your money, do it, done, results by next day, sorted. Now, although I've said the money's the major put offer, I, that's not even a f bloody phrase, the money is the major downside to this. There's also the, the con of you have to present multiple pieces of paperwork, in my case it's all on my phone, uh, to either the UK government or whatever government you're traveling to, and then you also have to present it to the the governing body that you come back to. And so I had for Switzerland, I had, I think I had, it must have been three different pieces of information. So I had my, no, four, uh, and then five for the UK. So for the Swiss, I think I had the Swiss uh, locator form. So they knew where I worked, which has your address, which has... Um, the PCR test you took, which has just all of your personal information on it. Then you have, you need to have your, for instance, in my case, the NHS vaccination passport to be able to get into the country. And then you need to have on top of that, the um, PCR test certificate. And then you also have to have your normal passport as well to be able to get into the country. And then on top of that, uh, when they are doing it, it is just one guy who goes through this information. And the guy who took me, luckily spoke English. But if imagine if you didn't have that. Again, these little things uh, I'm trying to get across now because let's say you're traveling. You don't expect any of this. You're just going in thinking, oh yeah, I can travel and uh, I'll just follow the guidelines. There's many different factors that can come to, across as well. There's certain uh, countries that don't accept certain tests. You have to be very specific. I think going with the PCR test, although more expensive uh, unless you are certain that your the government you're going to accepts the test you're going to take i would take the pcr test just to be safe if you're not sure uh, and go from there
So once you've got those four pieces of paperwork, you have to show them one after another. And if you're like me, uh, and you didn't have an internet connection or anything along those lines, you have to make sure you've downloaded all of this to your phone in the first place. One thing I had to do was go on my laptop. Uh, I had to get all the paperwork downloaded on my laptop and then drag it across to my Google Drive, download it on my phone via the Google Drive and make sure I can just have them all as tabs uh, across the phone. Uh, and for me, that's the simplest process I've found to be able to transfer files via uh, a Wi-Fi signal. So most airports uh, have free Wi-Fi, i found. So you can utilize that. You can get it all in order before you go through security. And then once you go through security, you're safe. You're sorted. You don't need to worry about all the paperwork. Uh, the only thing, if you're like me, you have to worry about is the PCR test results coming back. Uh, I remember being sat in the lounge. Uh, I think I was having a drink at the time and I was just kind of a drink of Diet Coke and I was just sat doing some programming and thinking to myself, oh God, what would happen if it just comes back, piece, you know, the PCR test comes back positive and I'm just sat in the lounge with thankfully not many people around me. There was probably a total of 10 people in the lounge and just be sat there and just know that I've probably infected people around me that would be that's the see for me that's the worst knowing that i've hurt people that would really get me um and there's nothing worse than that knowing that you've uh, affected someone else maybe you've even affected someone's christmas plans for goodness sake there is always extra factors that you could be thinking about so yes there's these little things that are going to be in your head i'm trying to get them across from my perspective uh so that you can have an idea of of some of the the anxiety issues around it, some of the stresses. I don't think the PCR tests and the whole this whole process will be around forever, but as we've seen, it's been an on and off thing. So let's say there are variations of COVID. I think this is going to be keeping going. This is going to be going on for a while. I think you just need to pick uh, your sort of times when to travel, uh, and then go from there. At the moment, things are looking a little bit more bleak. Uh, than when we were in the summer and things, but that that seems to be the common thing. It hits summer, we have a beautiful time where there's very low COVID, and then we move on to uh, winter or autumn time where we see it build up again. So maybe it's purely just travel during the summer, uh, or if you are going to travel during winter, you have to deal with all of these uh, processes and these PCR tests and these. Uh, verifications and cert certifications uh, going through customs so maybe that's the case maybe not and maybe I may be talking rubbish but this is just my experience and, and what I've seen so far and then as I mentioned when coming back into the UK you then have five different uh, documentations I think I had the uh, antigen test the locator form the passport the COVID passport and there was one other form I'm trying think off the top of my head there was one other thing as well um there was something else i can't remember off the top of my head but it was another form on top of that uh, and i was kind of just blown away by how oh yeah that was it there was on in the piece in the locator form there's a uh reference number to your day two pcr test that you have to take two like, within two days of coming back to the uk and you have to have a reference to that as well and uh, you know, one thing that I was kind of surprised about was the how easy it was to get into the UK. So Switzerland, it was quite difficult, maybe because I'm a foreign foreign body, you know, traveling. 
But when I was going into the UK, all I needed was my, uh, I was verified by the flight attendants before getting on the flight to get to the UK uh, that I had all of these forms. And But when I got to the UK, it was just got passport, bing, get in. And that was it. Uh, and I was not expecting that. I was expecting another person to verify me when I got to the United Kingdom with all of my documentation. So I don't know, a lot of, lot of a bit of a process. Uh, <laughs> it can feel very uh, like the governments of the world are playing us against us. It's not the case. They're just trying to be safe. Uh, I, you can work within these rules. I'm not saying that they're fun. I'm not saying that they work because it's been proven they haven't. But I am saying that if you want to travel, and I do think it's worth it, I haven't said that so far. Was it worth for me to travel? Was it the worth the extra money? Hell yes. Hell yes, it was. Because I haven't traveled since 2019, March 2019. I haven't been outside the country since then. This is the best opportunity for me to test the waters of travel during probably the worst time to travel at the moment, without a doubt. Probably wasn't the best time to travel. How do you do it? You do it within these circumstances circumstances, and you do it with a positive attitude because I don't think you could can do it with a negative attitude. If you are thinking to yourself, I can't do this, there's too many factors, you may as well stay at home because you're already in the mindset that you're going to handle trouble and I deal with trouble. And I think from there, it, it will be trouble for you. Nonetheless, once you get past all of these factors, you get to the, as I said, you get to the holiday destination, you enjoy yourself. Uh, in my case, spend money because it's Switzerland <laughs> and you enjoy the good food and the good company and the, the beautiful views and uh, amazing photos you can take from that. So there's there's a lot to, to be thought into. And you may be asking, Chris, will you do it again? I will do it again. I will be thoroughly looking forward to doing it again. And I don't know, it's just, there's something to me that, that says that it's going to continue. It's going to continue through January, February, March, and April, I think. And I think that from there, we have to assume that it will repeat itself next December as well. But being an optimist, and being someone who likes plans, you and I'm happy to change my plans. Uh, and really work within the boundaries. Like I said, I cancelled my flight to Australia because I was very aware that I'd be having to pay extra money uh, and that Australia is probably not the best place to be at the moment. I mean, there's a lot of riot, you know, issues going on at the moment there. It looks great. If, if it's just a normal day, it looks like a normal day uh, from the perspective of some of my friends out there. But at the same time, from a news perspective, if you were to just go to the major outlets, you'd think that Australia was burning to the ground. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's totally fine. It's just that if you were to operate just purely off the news, you'd be thinking to yourself, oh my God, what have I got myself into? I think it's purely the, the rule, the extra rules. I'm happy to do all these tests. I'm not happy to quarantine because you're wasting time and I can get money back. I can't get time back. I will say this to, I'm blue in the face. You can get money back. You cannot get time back. Time wasted is worth so much more than time, than money wasted. Like, I will if if you're going to get any advice from this podcast I will I've said a few gems here and there but this is one of them you can waste money but you if you waste time my god you are asking to be 75 years old looking yourself in the face and thinking damn what did I do with my life 
Uh, and I, I'm dead serious about this because this sort of thing to me is, it means so much because I know how I've utilized my time in so many ways. And some people may think that time could have been spent elsewhere, but to me, I've utilized my time in the way that I would want to spend it. And you can't ask for more than that. You can't ask, uh, you know, for me personally, I, I find, find myself thinking how proud I am of myself, of how I've dealt with things and how, um, as a person, uh, how happy I am uh, the majority of the time. And I don't think everyone can say that. I genuinely don't, and especially within my age group, because now I'm nearing the other end of my 20s, uh, uh, you know, going from that mid range up to the, the, the closer range of 30 uh, as a 26-year-old. So you've, you've got to think that there's more expectation, you, there's more responsibility, there's more uh, lack of a safety net to be able to handle you from there. And I think this COVID period is a great tester for you to find out who you truly are. Because if you can handle being on your own, and if you can handle uh, not having access to the stuff that you normally access to, having hard times to push you and you come out stronger, it's going to be a real interesting time for you in the future. I think that's really positive. So on top of that, Will there be extra rules? Oh yeah, I didn't even mention the fact that you're wearing a mask 24-7 uh, within airports, airplanes, and transport. And it's just non-stop. And you do feel a little bit suffocated. So by the time you get into the next airport or you're out of the transport, you do feel like you've been suffocated for the past, like, <laughs> however many hours you've been traveling. So get used to wearing a mask. Uh, and in my case, find a really comfy one that you can breathe in. Uh, one for me, mine's, uh, I've got three of them. I wash them regularly. Uh, they are personalized for me. They are, uh, one of my favorite ones has a deer uh, tattoo on it and it's really cool. Uh, so it's, it's designed well and it's breathable and I don't feel like I'm suffocating in it. But at the same time, I am also protecting people by it. By, I think it's a little bit thicker um, than the other ones. So I feel like I'm breathing uh, less into the airspace of other people and more into my own uh, <laughs> airspace or whatever you want to call it, my own bubble. Point being is that if you are uh, a little bit claustrophobic, it may get a little bit tense for you, especially with the masks, the planes, the trains, the automobiles, all of those things. And that's a great film. <laughs> so I think I've given you the whole process. You start from the beginning, you have to book all of these tests in advance, be very organized, Be uh, don't do what I did where I didn't book the PCR test day two until one day before I traveled back because I totally forgot about it. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but it's typical me. Uh, the best way to learn from these experiences is by going through the experience in the first place. Uh, I think it was Dr. Jordan Peterson who said that if you don't make a choice in the first place and choose one of the paths, even if you think, you're not sure whether the one of them's right or wrong. If you just stay in the same place, you will not have learned from anything from that. If you choose to go down one of the paths, even if it's the wrong path, you'll realize that you made the you know, you made the decision in the first place and you can always change on that path onto the next path that you thought you should have been in the first place. And you'll have learned something from it as well. And that's what I'm trying to say here is that I've definitely learned something from this experience. It's been a very positive experience. A lot of brilliant people, all the staff that I've talked to, all the people that I've been in contact with. I didn't get, yeah, by the way, I didn't even mention, I was negative for all three of my, no, four of the COVID test that I took. I took one at home beforehand, a rapid antigen test, then negative, then got PCR test, negative, then got to uh, Geneva 
did the antigen test for when I got, for going home, negative, uh, and then uh, is that for home PCR? Yes, and then PCR test day two, and that was negative as well. So I have the immune system of a Greek god. <laughs> uh, kid, it is the wall uh, of Helm's Deep. So you've got the smallest of of, uh, of failures, and that's eating far too much sugar and sweets. That's that's my own. That's the what the the water bit is in the wall of helms deep the uh there's a little canal or whatever it's called i forgot it for it is it's like uh but anyway point being is that if you do have a strong immune system you should be less worried about covid uh and you should be able to travel a little bit more you know safely but also not be too worried because remember you know when you're in a plane you're surrounded by a hundred or so people in a very confined space uh, and I think it was one of the latest podcasts I was listening to is that that's the easiest place for COVID to spread is in closed spaces with minimal airflow. So, for instance, if you know someone has COVID and it's within a room, for instance, that has minimal airflow and is, for instance, an office space, which is mainly where people get infected, I've heard, then you are really likely to find yourself having an issue there uh, and going from there it's avoiding people with the symptoms within these small places anyway i'm not here to do a covid bloody you know pre prevention uh, explanation i was just here describing the process that i went through of traveling and what do i see in the future well my hope is right that omicron may be infectious but it's not as deadly and as they've said Variants of the original disease are normally weaker. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping it comes to January and while the higher sort of spreading of the variant is higher, but it's not causing as many issues in the NHS or deaths. That's my hope. If it's not the case, then there will be travel issues. There will be problems for myself, but you don't need to worry about it because I'll be banging out the podcast week in, week out anyway. <laughs> and you'll be fine the point is is that within every scenario you have to look at the positive and you don't look at the negative it's out of our control all of this we're all worried we're all anxious we're all bloody feeling like the world's ending because it's been two years of non-stop covid 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 we have to control what we can control and not control what we can't and from there that may sound like philosophical bullshit but it's not. It's practical and it's useful. So, here's the process of travel. I hope you go traveling too. And I want to hear stories from friends, family, all of these things of people going through this process. Because the more we air it, we talk about it, the more people know. And then from there, we can all travel safely. The more people who travel, the more we understand the system. And the more we can decrease the price of PCR tests because it becomes more efficient because the more we have a demand the lower we can make the costs of these things Hopefully that is my hope I really hope that we can have more people enjoying themselves and living their lives and Getting back into a routine even if it isn't the same as we had in 2019 We have a new way of doing things. Let's use the system we have and try and make it better so, is it possible to travel during COVID? Yes, it is. I've explained it as best as I can, and I hope in a positive way and in a silly way in some ways. And I hope you've understood the process. 
and I hope that you too uh, can one day get back out there in the big wide world and really enjoy yourself. So, this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I'll see you this time next week. Bye now.